Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin joins us. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good, Bryn. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. You know, we're getting to that time. It's a tax time of year. You know what the deal is here. I don't even know where do you want to where do you want to jump in today on this one. Ah, uh, you know what? I think uh, you know this time of year, February is a it's a good refresher to talk about RSPs and tax free savings accounts. You know, pension plans, that sort of thing. Um, a, a lot of people get this done throughout the year or with their employer. Uh, you know, people have matching plans and so forth, but, um, I still have the last minute stragglers that, uh, call me on the 28th or 29th or March 1st in the morning and say, can you backdate this? I forgot. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and it, you know, begs the question, I get a lot of people asking now because, uh, you can put significant money into tax-free savings accounts. Um, you know, what is better? Should I be doing RSP or should I do tax-free or a combination of both? And, um, you, you would think on the surface it's simple, but there, there can be uh, some extenuating circumstances that can lead towards one plan versus the other. Um, the simple answer is if you can afford to do both, you, you max out every tax shelter you can because it's uh, the government saying, giving you an incentive to uh, stimulate the capital markets and provide for your, your future savings so they don't have to look after you, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in in, uh, in in a simplified form, an RSP or, or a tax-free savings account is just is just a shelter. They're not actually investments. They're uh, simply government shelters that allow you to put investments inside, and the the gains are free from tax. So when uh, when you look at an RSP, the main difference is an RSP retirement savings plan. You get a tax deduction for the money going in. So if you make a hundred grand a year and your taxable marginal tax rate is 40% and uh, you put $15,000 into an RSP, you only have to pay tax on $85,000 in income. So in effect, you're going to get a tax refund on that 15,000 uh, times 40% or, you know, about, uh, what's that? Seven grand, right? Coming back. Okay. So, um, I, let me let me ask you this: If if I was wanting to start either one of these right out of the gate, which one would you direct me to? Is that fair? Is that a fair question to ask? You know, before tax free savings accounts, there wasn't an issue, but um, now I'm telling uh, telling clients, especially younger clients, and it's mostly kids of of my older clients. Um, that are just starting out, you know, maybe they're 25, 30 years old, they're, they're, they're in the workforce, they're finally thinking about saving, and I'm telling them to put money into tax-free savings accounts. Okay. And the reason being is because the, the main benefit of an RSP is that tax deduction. And if you're only making, say, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, you're not in a really high tax bracket yet. I'm telling them to save their RSP room for when they're in a higher tax bracket. Okay. So uh, max out the tax-free savings account while you're younger. Uh, get that money compounding in a tax-free manner. You can always uh, flip money from a tax-free into an RSP if you need the deductions down the road. So, for instance, uh, the tax deduction at sixty thousand would only be probably around uh, you know twenty percent on an RSP. Whereas if you're making one hundred and twenty thousand, that's going to be upwards of forty percent. So you can see the value of that RSP on a higher income individual. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that's the, the easy answer to that. 
Um, the other thing that can impact the, uh, the decision is, you know, what, what type of income you're earning. So if you are a business owner and you're taking dividends, uh, it's not likely an RSP is, is the right vehicle for you. You probably want to be maxing out that tax-free savings account. But on, on the second hand, if you're just uh, a salaried employee, you know, making a hundred to 150,000 a year in that range, an RSP really is your best friend. Um, and a good strategy in, in that regard is to put your money into the RSP as much as you can get your tax refund and plunk it into your tax-free savings account. I'm okay. just, get, I'm just getting the feeling. This is one of these ones where somebody has got to give you a call and you got to sit down and talk about it. Cause there's a lot of great advice you could give on either of these two things. Are you finding that that's the best way to do this? Yeah, it's, it's very individual specific and that's why we, you know, always do a plan that's, that's custom tailored for, for each individual client. Right. So, um, you know, so, some, uh, some people have, have read somewhere or, or their neighbor told them that RSPs just are the worst thing going and yeah. it's simply not the case. And an RSP is just a shelter. Uh, what they're referring to is probably the bad investment they made within that shelter um, and, and, you know, what, what is a, what a shelter RSP just provides you shelter from taxes. That's all it, it's, it's a, it's a compounding mechanism at the end of the day. So the idea is you put, put money in, the government gives you money back and your, uh, your money gets to compound for a long period of time and you don't pay tax on that money until you take it out. So, uh, in that regard, the RSP is a, a very good savings vehicle. Um, especially if you just don't squander that tax refund, if you use it to uh, fund something like your tax free savings account on the other side. Um, now you, you have to enjoy your life at the same time. So, yes. uh, if you're getting a, a, a nice tax deduction, uh, and a tax refund, I should say, uh, you know, you use it to, for, for some personal enjoyment as well. You can't just spend your whole life saving. So people worry about the tax rate. Uh, I guess you should. <laughs> But uh, does it ever change very much? The tax rate well, is the, pretty the, firm. The tax rate in, in Canada is based on income. So the, the more you make, the more you pay. Right. And, which is always uh, annoys me when, when I hear that the rich aren't paying their fair share because, um, you know, they're taxed at nearly 50%, whereas someone making, you know, 50,000 is only taxed uh, at, a, at a minimal amount, maybe 15% tops. So, um, when, when you look at the a tax system that, uh, you know, progressively gets higher, the, the, the more income you make, it, it's pretty hard to argue that people making high incomes don't pay their fair share. So, uh, w when I look at tax rates and they, they've clicked, clicked up, especially in Alberta here, when, when the uh, NDP came in, they, they put in a surtax on anyone making a higher income over 200,000. Uh, and then federally they did the same. So the, you know, before the NDP came into power in Alberta, the uh, max tax rate was 39%, which made us uh, a very competitive uh, jurisdiction tax-wise in North America. I think there were, uh, you know, maybe four or five states that had a lower uh, tax rate if you made uh, over $200,000 than, uh, than Alberta. Now, when, when uh, you look at the combined tax rate now with, with the new governments that came in raising rates, it's 48%, which is a, a huge uh, difference between 39 and 48 on a high-income individual. And I think the, 
the segment that probably that hurt the most was was the charitable sector because people will still uh, take their holidays um, but if they don't have if they don't have spare shekels because they paid it to the tax man they're probably not making as large a, a donation right um, so that that's just my own personal assessment but um, so when we're talking about RSPs versus tax freeze uh, the the answer really is uh, based on the in, individual specific circumstances. Um, in, in earlier on in life, I, I'm giving clients counsel to, to do tax-free savings accounts. The cumulative, the cumulative room now is about 81,500 in a tax-free. So if you're, if you're a couple and you, you've never contributed before, that's $163,000 in after-tax income that you can shelter. It's huge. Yeah. Um, because that money, you know, in a 20, 30 year period can compound to a, a, a very large amount. And when you start to pull it out at some, some point in the future, you don't have to pay a dime of tax. The only caveat on a tax free savings account that people need to remember, um, other than you don't want to over contribute because, uh, CRA taxes you 1% a month on the over contribution. It's very okay. costly. Uh, but you can't, take money out and put money back in, in the same calendar year. So if you've got 50 grand in your tax free and you need 20 grand out, you want to buy a car, um, you you know, your kid's going to college and you want to fund his first vehicle, whatever. Um, you can't put that 20 back in until the following January. Okay. It's based on the calendar year. All right. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, because they, they, like I said, we're, we're just kind of, we're basically just throwing bait in the water here that somebody has got to come in and see you and talk about it with you. And uh, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, they can just give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729. Okay. And uh, or they can uh, email me at dlamontang at researchcapital.com. And this is time sensitive. Can you still do this after the deadline? It's got to be done you, before? You only have until the end of February to uh, get an RSP in for ca- for tax year 2021. Okay. But for the following year, you can put money in your RSP throughout the year. Okay, great. Hey, uh, thanks for your time. Great stuff. As always, don't forget to check out the website, which is researchcapital.com. Thanks, Dustin. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Brent. All right. Thanks for listening to Making Sense.